we gave the architect a brief, we would love to build a house, but we can't envisage to live in a square box. Nice. And he spent, I think, a weekend here on the property and sketched and came back with a sketch which we liked because there was this curved wall, another few curved walls in there. Yeah. And all of a sudden David said, we got two stones and he had never seen them before. And this is really this one. These two here. Right. Now, as, as we were just saying before, this is great radio, but I can see and appreciate these. These are fantastic. How would you describe the shape of these? Is there a way of... It's cover shown from like the top. Eye. Yes, yeah. cover shown from the top, faceted from underneath. Yeah. And I got them before I met David, and this is many moons ago. So and these are gemstones? These are gemstones called citrine, and that's the reason for the name of the house, ah, citrine. Right. And we showed the architect this in the end. And it was just, you could put the sketch and this one together and, and it was and just was, the same. Isn't that amazing? But the architect hadn't seen... No. That he hadn't seen the stones. He hadn't seen the stones. No. He just came up with this idea of two eye shapes, yeah. I think is the best yeah. description. Right, yeah. Joined yeah. together and they matched those stones beautifully. So he, he found a really good shell fast. And we carried on from there. Right. Now, they, um, so was that the sole brief that you had? F- this, this was all really we said, to we, him. We don't imagine living in a square box. Yes. And, and then off you go. Yes. We've described the spaces we needed. Right. And then that, and part of that space here is in your uh, studio yes. where you work. So not having clearing light. When you come in here, you see the outside. Right. So many houses are just windows and you try to see people, you try, and you need sunglasses to really achieve these things. So we pointed the house in the right way. The right. sun comes from the back, but there are really no windows. We got these glass blocks yes. where the, win- uh, the light comes more diffused in. I can see my blowtorch, I can see my gemstones without squeezing Squid. my eyes. Right. I can see the clients, I can see what, what I... So there's a variety of styles of light that would come in at different times of day. Like Macintosh. Right, like Macintosh, <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about before. <laughs> now, they, so just while, while we're on this for a moment, um, and, and then uh, I'll probably jump to David for a minute and think about some of the materials involved once, once the design was there. Then, of course, Benny, for you, you get, you, you get the easy job of making it all happen. <laughs> once you get the oh, plans. <laughs> which is cool. But in terms of your studio, Christine, how important is your working environment for you? Can you work... I was just asking um, one of our artists, Ingrid Bersens, this question last week. Can you work anywhere? Or, or is it... For me, as a goldsmith, I don't need much space. This right. is a good thing. But I need the right space, as I said, from the light. We used to live in Chidiwangi and we needed shades because everything was glass. And you can't work in glass. Right. It's not possible. It has to come from the right side. Yeah. And glass is nice as well. But for me, being involved with fire and seeing flames and solders and the glowing materials... I really need a different light. Right. So it's important. So it's almost a darker space for you. She needs indirect. bright light. Oh, indirect. Right. Indirect light. So the ah, house faces gotcha. southwest. Yeah. So there's no direct light coming into the workshop. Wow. It's all diffuse. It's all bouncing off the ceiling. Amazing. But there's no direct sunlight 
yeah. on her workspace. Phenomenal. If and that go, was obviously a consideration oh, yeah. in, 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 in the whole world. To, yeah. If you go to the artist studios in the northern cities, in Berlin, in Paris, they're all facing north. Okay. It's the clearest they have the, top, the cleanest they have the top floor with big windows facing north. Right. So that they get a lot of indirect, of diffuse light into their studios, and then they can see their temperatures. It's they can easy. See the colours. So that again means it wouldn't work with fluorescence and things like that, preferably well, not, because that, I guess, potentially that's destroys it, Yeah, that's the modern way of overcoming the situation. Yeah. But ideally, if you can work with daylight, yeah. like indirect best. daylight, right. that's ideal. And that's what we've achieved for Christie. Yeah. And, and from the, from the, so when you saw the plans, was there much changes to that? Or, or was it, we had quite much? a few changes, but this was more an adjustment in the end. Right. Like the balcony out here, it was in a straight line. Sure. I don't see it straight, not in my jewelry. So we gave this uh, a bit of a curve, right. yeah. made it softer altogether. Yes. So there were a few adjustments, but all in all, it. Oh, we had a, another floor up here. We chopped this off because there was a lovely comment from a friend to David, who's the captain of this house. And David said, Oh, both of us. And then somehow we chopped this off, had the two floors, and we really used to work together. So bouncing off ideas again. Right. When David is away, it's not there. The connection isn't there. Okay. And we need something to talk, to think, to feel. Just so it, 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 is, is that conversation and that bouncing of ideas, is that a, a, does that lead to a design element? Does yes, that no, lead, lead to a, a think about gosh, we could create a piece that represents something? Because part of my, uh, one of the questions I had was about uh, the insp- where does the inspiration for the pieces Normally sort of, sort I need a core-like from. stones. Right. I make a setting and let it grow. But sometimes I start with an idea and it's not comfortable enough around your neck and it's can end up on your arm or on your hand. Right. I'm still open, but with comments from David, myself, or when you walk past certain things, you can play with them. Yeah. So there is a constant working process. Nice. Yeah. Lovely. It's not on paper. We're always yeah. bouncing yeah. things yeah. off Lovely. each other. Yeah. Uh, we always have questions of each other. Right. What is it? Work. Kind of what if questions? Mm-hmm. Kind of what, yeah. what, what if yeah. style? Yes, that sort of idea. Yeah. And, uh, have you tried putting this in? Right. Yeah. Right. If we move that around, so it's almost having a play and, yeah. and, and oh, yes. just seeing. Totally. Isn't right. that <laughs> and it, and it was very much part of the design of the house was this trying things out, playing oh, them, okay. moving them here to there. Oh, right. If we switch that from here to there, oh, what yeah. happens then? Yeah. Um, Did that so present any some interesting conversations for you after you thought you'd nailed well, something? I ask Christina a question. Um, <laughs> Were you able to walk around in your mind this house while it was on paper? Did you have a pretty good idea of what it was going to be like? I, I would say I had a rough idea. What helped us really was cleaning up the building site every evening. You really got a feel for the but building before site. before that it was the model. Yes, we made oh, a model. Oh, you always had the model, model, of course, right. Oh, yeah. right. Which oh, okay. everybody was surprised we bought balsa wood, yeah, we yeah. made this accordingly, we, we made even the furnitures if they can fit in and how to do it. And David tried to have the contours of the land, put this in mm-hmm. and then played with the torch where the sun is coming and what kind of light we have got or how we can swivel it. But this, this was really very helpful because on a computer when you have your animation program taking the lid off and things like this, it's not the it's same. Still not, it's still not quite, yeah. 
Yeah, it makes so much sense as you describe it. Yeah, I can imagine tens of thousands of houses get built without that mm-hmm. modelling, for example. Yeah. And 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 when when you when you're investing in your home in in a place that has significant emotional attachment, mm-hmm. um, it just seems to make so much sense. So much sense to do that. The, the beauty of the model was that we built it, and in the building process, we understood how the house ah, fitted right, together. Right. And we could see where things joined up, oh, and wow. yeah. which you don't realise from paper, but then suddenly it becomes three-dimensional, right. and you you see lines on the ceiling. And right. Oh. So that that was a huge asset to our understanding of the paper plan. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. 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 And then we started to get the flows through the house right. as well. What, what would work? What might How you move well. from one yeah. space to the yeah. next and the this door was awkward, pushed away in the corner down there, so how do we pull it forwards? Right. And what does that affect downstairs? You know, if you're putting a staircase in, right. how do you get that connection? And that's what an architect can see, but you as, you know, as a normal consumer probably don't see that. Yeah. But yeah. even some architects, they have numbers and whatever, right. and when you really make a model, we just have friends who try to renovate a house and they have no uh, visual understanding. They have this animation program from the computer, yes. but we still believe yeah. it's not the same. Yeah. Paper is one thing. You can move around, you can measure, mm. you have your whatever, and it's, yes. it's, 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 it's too flat. You can see window sizes and you can see colours, but you don't really know what it's going to be like to live in it. Yeah, no. mm. yeah. And I think as you're saying, that, that ability to see the flow of something and almost walk yourself through yeah. the areas and see the potentials <clears throat> from it because um, sometimes too I remember talking with a, a, an interior designer who was saying the difference between being a, a designer in terms of an architect is is the ability to to if you, if you can work together in that sense is to do some of the things you're describing which is saying look you're nice but that door doesn't actually work in that position so if that goes down you know sort of 500 mil or whatever it might be or whatever mm-hmm. the size might be that's going to make all the difference in the world now it might not be something that the architect would immediately pick up on because it's to do with maybe uh, a, a track of light coming through or something mm-hmm. um, that, that from a design perspective becomes obvious but from an architectural perspective isn't as obvious so it becomes a really interesting combination when you have yeah. that which is amazing so if, if I think about the, the material so, so mm-hmm. we have the plan we have the uh, we've had the model um was there, was there engineering considerations at that point or was, or was it pretty much if, if we can kind of if that's the model then let's bring it alive um, there were a couple of big engineering issues within it we've got some large spans and especially there's a cut out beam in the main living space which is curved and that presented a big engineering problem as to how to counteract the forces off the curve. Right. It all wants to fall over yeah, yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's supported on two points either end, but the middle bit one is trying to pull it down um, in, a, in an arc. And so the engineer made uh, extended that curve and then pulled a wall back towards the front door in concrete, which is the counterbalance. Gosh. To the curve, yeah. And it, I, I, I was sort of science oriented at school, 
so I enjoy my physics. So you could get it. You could see how good work. I can see these moments and talks yeah. Yeah. at work in that curve. So that was the big engineering consideration of the whole build. So Dave, were you included in that process between the architect and the engineer? No. It was no. Only, uh, only after it was completed that they explained to you? Yes, they resolved that. Right. And, and they, it was only during the build that I understood that process. Right. There were lots of words flying around, which I didn't really... Yeah. Didn't mean anything to us. Yeah. Didn't get the but group. the principle from your background is However, that you know this could be done. This, However, yeah. again, building the model right. showed me that... Right. This was the issue that had to be dealt with. Interesting, right, gotcha. And from that point on, I could start to understand what these guys were talking about in their attempts well, to resolve yeah, that issue. Yeah. And yeah. it's so easy to cut something off of a model, but later when you have <laughs> built the house, you can't do this anymore. <laughs> yes. I want to take that slice off there. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, yeah. really not. So, yeah. A couple of times we used the scalpel mm-hmm. to change something. So nice. good. Our model went... What we sorry, I'll come back to your materials in a minute. But during the whole planning process, yeah. we got all the people involved and brought them together from a very early stage. And it was very important to me to have meetings at regular intervals with all the the main people involved, so that they talked to each other and that their their individual problems became communal problems. Right. And there was a communal solution to individual problems. Got you. So, so you're in those conversations early on, Bernie? You, you... We were yeah. quite early on. I, I met Dave and Christina, I think it was January 2009, early mm-hmm. January. We came here. I can't remember whether you had the completed plans at that stage. But a few months after that, we started going through the costing process, mm-hmm. which, which I sort of um, deviated from our norm in that I knew this was something special, and I sort of thought that Johannes, who was the main builder on site here, uh, would be the best guy for this. He's technically good, you know. And um, him and I were both involved in the costing process, which we'd probably spend about two weeks on each in time. So by the time we'd finished that, we had a pretty good idea of how the house went together. Right. Um, and that proved to be time-saving when it came to building. We, we knew what we were up against. We knew the labour that was involved in the curved beam that Dave and Christina have talked about. Um, yeah, and that was that, that I think was very helpful. Um, so that was probably and, and the meeting that Dave's talked about. I forget what month that was. Would it have been about June two thousand and nine? Sounds and about right. Yeah, we all met yeah. the window guy, the engineer. It was a, it's a, it was a very good idea, of Dave and Christina, the block supplier. Uh, and Dave uh, also wanted the building inspector there, which was another good idea, but he right. couldn't get along. But um, we had the architect, uh, Johannes and myself, and it was a very good start, technically, to the job. And Johannes, and I would advise anyone in the future to do that. So is, is, is that an unusual... Unusual. To get yes. everybody in terms, so you, you uh, 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 rather well, than just front up on the job and you find well, somebody else is doing something. The normal process is that these, this costing process is put in the hands of an architect and he's paid to do it and he goes and he tenders the job and he gets a price. And invariably that price is the cheapest price. And we have a bit of a saying is the winner is normally the loser in the situation because the builder that gets has forgotten something or, you know, he didn't put the windows in. Okay. 
So okay. the winners in these expensive jobs, the winner is sometimes the loser. Um, but this this process was different, and it, I think that was the secret to it working so well. Right. Nice. So then the material. Mm. So so the um, the design called for some. Would it be correct to say the design called for some non-traditional or, or a different way of thinking about materials? Or was that? No, I don't think so. We we chose the material first. Ah, right. Um, we wanted to build in Eton block. Eton is autoclaved, aerated concrete. So this is this and is something that this is it's a European amazing. product. <laughs> something we know from Germany. Christine lived in an Eton house in the fifties, um, and it's been prevalent there ever since. It has wonderful thermal properties. So it keeps out the cold, keeps out the heat. It just gives a lovely steady climate inside. Uh, it breathes, so you're not trapping water, mould, nasty things in the block. There's a f- constant flow of air going through, very, very slowly. But there's a nice exchange, so the block can breathe. So it's like a honeycomb. So it, 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 it yes, yeah. very small. Like but it's that kind I, I like of it to an aero bar. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. thinking. Yes, <coughs> I remember. Yes, yeah. lovely. That's, that's been my analogy. Pumice. Pumice. Yeah. Pumice. Yeah. Pumice. Yeah. Pumice. Right. It has very good vertical um, stability, so you can put a lot of weight on it. Okay. It doesn't have lateral stability, so you can't use it as retaining wall. Right. So the walls down in the ground down for the basement are. Standard concrete block filled with concrete. They can take because pressures on the they can right. take the, Got you. the sideways yeah. forces. Yeah, but they have yeah. steel in here. So. Yeah, but the upper floor is all is all eton inside and out. So the internal walls are all made of it as well. Right. Um, and that that was the key product that we wanted to use. Healthy. Um, for the main reason that it gives a warm, dry, healthy environment. Yeah. And when you're living in a house 24-7... It kind of makes you... Why wouldn't you want that? Today's quite a stiff southwesterly, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it's yeah, the same yeah. the wind wasn't blowing at all sitting here. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it, yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, there's a few yeah. gusts of winds you can hear, but it's, I think it was a normal yeah, timber framed yeah. house. There'd be... Oh, you'd be rattling. It'd be a little rattling. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, just, quite, just quite magnificent. And the other key is really we use then... Mineral plaster and mineral paint, so no acrylics. So again, that's that for that the healthy. I mean, it, for a healthy home, otherwise it can't breathe. Right? Yeah. You, and you mentioned to me about um, just skipping uh, back to your actual um, pieces that you create. You mentioned to me about how some of them really need to be worn because the, the, they're breathing. I think it was a, we rather talking as a while ago now. Rather talking about pearls. Pearls and opals. I'm sure it must be pearls and Corals. opals. Yeah. And often people might have a piece and then put it away somewhere. But, but everything that comes out of the ground yeah, needs your moisture. Yeah. They need you as supporting them and supporting things in a safe. It's not the wisest thing. Yeah. And living in a house, I don't like to be in a house where you hide all the time because the fumes from the ground, yeah. fumes from the paint... Yeah. There's the point. I'm just thinking that example would be the same about living in a safe because it's like hermetically mm-hmm. sealed, <laughs> whereas with the blocks it breathes. They also yeah. seem to give a depth, and, 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 and I'm not sure if that's if, if they're a different size to normal how you normally build the size of these blocks themselves. But it seems that oh, the walls they, 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 they give a really nice a depth. Yes, 
Yeah. Okay. These walls would be 200 mil. Some of them are 250, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the normal timber frame wall, although this high stud here would probably be 150, but a normal normal has to be 90 mil with, with lining on it, uh, yeah. 10 mil by the time it was finished. Well, there's a right. big difference. Oh, so, it's a big yeah, so it gives that... That's twice, yeah, twice the thickness. Yeah. Yeah. So it just gives that beautiful sense of that shape and, and mm. that invitation to kind of hug a wall <laughs> which, is, which is really lovely yeah. the other thing is that there are four of us sitting here talking around this space yes. the acoustics are gorgeous it is, it's really nice yeah. I, I was thinking yeah. we could get our studio built with this yeah. this would be great yes. perfect for a sound studio be the sound travels but it doesn't bounce Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Get depth, it keeps on going. Yes. you get depth to the sound without yes. that resonance that makes it difficult yeah. to have two conversations we've had 50 people here for events and there have been what 20 conversations going on simultaneously in this room with little groups of yeah. people yeah. no one has had to raise a voice right yeah. everyone just talks at their normal yeah. level quite comfortably and at the end of the day you haven't got a sore throat yeah but also the whole energy is quite different, isn't it, from being frenetic and everybody's yeah. trying, trying, trying to get them, you know, yeah, as you say, if you get a whole lot of different conversations going on. Like just so many restaurants you go into. Oh, yeah, which well, is giving you're me a nightmare. you're just screaming your head off by the end of the night trying <laughs> yeah. to make yourself heard. Yeah. yeah. It's just exhausting. Because the whole, the, the, the whole sense when, when, when you enter your home is just, you kind of, you, it's calm, you know, it's, yeah. you just kind of vomp. Basically, I can describe it as go vomp, and it's just kind of oh, nice. Yeah. So Ben, as you were saying, there's a you know there's a, there's a breeze blowing out there, you know, quite a stiff breeze. But again, you don't. You, you, this is you, a Scotsman you, talking. You just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that's a stiff. <laughs> that's just a gentle well, breeze. Out there. <laughs> 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 it's nothing really, but you know, for the listeners at home, you know, there's a stiff breeze blowing. 